Erica J. Wood interviews Denise Nortez Wiener. Relationships and Marriage. How are you? Happy Saturday, beautiful people. Shout out to Yaz for tuning in. Hey, girl. <laughs> um, I'm excited because today's guest, hi, Denise, I see you. Today's guest is Denise, and Denise and I literally met within our acting um, world. I'm going to bring you in in a little bit. I just want to set the tone for you, Denise. Um, and she's such a beautiful mentor. Um, we talk about so many intricate things. Um, we're deep, we're both deep, so like attracts like in that element of spirit. So I'm really excited for her to talk about her relationship, her husband, her marriage. And I don't know if you all happen to see the flyer of her photo. I have to put that up there because you make relationships you know, uh, long relationships look so good. And I want to be posting up with my husband like a fly super couple, fly models when I get older. So trust me when I tell you, I'm so excited. Um, the topic is keys to finding a fulfilling relationship. And I'm going to go ahead and bring you on now, Denise. You look amazing. Ride this damn ride. <laughs> Hello. Listen, I need I need all the energy that I could possibly get from you in order to make my relationship when it does happen uh, fulfilling. And I just want you to talk about how you and your husband met, what you what the qualities, the characteristics, and then we'll delve into just the, the day to day of marriage. And the realities of it all is that people think that, you know, relationships and marriage um, or there's a differentiation between being a boyfriend and girlfriend in marriage. Each is work, both are work. And a lot of people, unfortunately, in our time, you know, like my age group, there's there's little effort to actually want to be committed. And there's little effort in effort. They really don't want to try. And that's why so many people are breaking up um, due to the lack of creativity. So. Go ahead, Denise. Tell us about you and your husband. All right. First thing I'm going to say is, to, for me, the greatest thing is in marriage, mm. having a partner. Mm. And that's somebody that you can tell everything to, watch movies, you know, yada, yada, yada. Mm. So I'm going to go back to the beginning of where I mm. met him. Okay. I met Michael in, and I'm just going to tell the story. I met uh -huh. him. Larry Harlow's house. I was Larry Harlow's, well, his girlfriend, girl interest, whatever, right? Absolutely. And one of the people that, you know, passed through there. Because in the 60s, I don't need to tell you. We were just all hanging and it was cool. There was a lot of crap going on too, you know, which things happened, but it was right. very, very wonderful, okay? And mm -hmm. um, somehow or another, we ended up together, you know? So mm -hmm. that was great. And I would just say, I look around now, and I say, a lot of times the culture keeps telling people, well, you should have this, or this is what it should be, and this is what marriage is. First of all, it's work. Second of all, it's really about yourself. Mm. Back to yourself. Um, I look at it like all people, all of us have a dream, right? right. All, and because you marry someone, the tendency could be to try to make them be like you or have your dreams. But the truth mm -hmm. is, 
say to yourself, wait a minute, I wouldn't want anybody to stop me from having my dream. No. You know? mm-hmm. So you don't stop your mate. You like, as a matter of fact, I'll say this now, you pick your battles, like what you're going to really fight about. Most things you just, just don't fight about them. If this person <laughs> wants to be doing something, which is crazy, and men and women are so different, my opinion, that they think we do crazy stuff, we think they do crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And when there's something that comes up that you just go, oh, that is so, that's messed up. No, I can't, I can't even understand why you do that. You know what you say? Fine. You know what? My husband's name is Michael. I'll see you. I'll see you in a little bit. And you just go on, let them do what they do. You go do what you do and you come together. Now, issues that you choose really bother you. Those you should share. So the other person knows, oh, I'm not going in that territory. And that works both ways, you know? Right. Um. Yeah. And I think it's important, like you were just saying, making the effort to have a conscious awareness of your partner's feelings and your partner's likes and strong dislikes. You know, sometimes people um, in relationships want it to be about them. So everything has to be about them. They're very nitpicky. And those people need to be by themselves to help themselves, love themselves and treat themselves the way that they need to be treated. Right. Probably. And I was going to say, and the other thing is, after being married, I'd say, first, I'm going to say this. I never tell the age or whatever, but I'm married over 40 years. What? Absolutely. So I never say this, Eric. I did not know that. But I'm going to just say it now so people understand. Like the first going 10 years into it, you know, it's like, you know, finding your way and whatnot. But 10 years in, I decided, hey, wait a minute. I want some more kindness in this thing. I want some more, I don't know, just, just more simple, simple excitement, right? So I said to myself, okay, what, how can I do that? This sounds like so boring, but it actually does help and change everything. I said, oh, you know what? I have a sister who smiles a lot, right? And I said, everybody always says, Antoinette smiles a lot. I said, you know, I should be smiling. So I said to myself, (laughs) smile. Now, I had to force this smile. And I noticed when I would just smile at him from out of nowhere, ooh, nice reactions, you know? Like, ooh, okay. (laughs) Look up smiling and listening. I've always been a good listener. But uh, I decided to listen, especially when he talked. And this may not be for younger people, I don't know, but it definitely came in my era. Men didn't have an emotional language. Maybe they still don't, I don't know. But I said, I'm gonna share that with my husband. So a lot of times I'd ask him, well, what's up? And I could tell something's wrong. What do you mean? Something's wrong. Uh, no, not really, nothing's wrong. And then I wouldn't stop there, I'd go, okay. Let's go through this. Are you sad? <laughs> Are you depressed? Are you angry? And I am telling you, it's wild. Right. But then he started saying on this, yeah. on that. And it helped the you know right. marriage because you gotta be able to communicate. Both men say you feel, but I found he didn't have that. So I helped with that. And I I thought that was a big thing. No, I think it's beautiful. I'm sorry. I'm listening to everything that you're saying and I'm multitasking at the same time. Um, the biggest thing that I love about that is that it helps. It helps. So sorry, Denise. Somebody oh, don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, sorry. Um, <laughs> I, what I love about that is just it helps to, I guess, guide 
guide people to be realistic about relationships, right? Yeah. Because oftentimes people don't want to um, be in a space of accepting self, right? They don't want to channel that. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, being kinder to your mate, being kinder to them in the midst of it all, because you have to remember that It's like training one another. You're both training each other to be better for each other. But at the same time, people are like, oh, um, I'm gonna change him, I'm gonna fix him. You're not doing that. You're just helping each other understand one another. And it's a conscious decision to to wanna do that. And I think that's beautiful. And how, what were the first steps Michael took to, to actually digest what you were saying to him in order to be I think he actually didn't take any steps. I think what happened was it was just doing it. Doing it, doing it, doing it. And then all of a sudden he had a language. And, you know, that's very important to me. You know, I, I want to talk about what's real. Right. And, but I will say this, um, I believe in, in help, going for help. I went on my own, I'd say 10 years out of my life, I went to a psychiatrist, psychologist, for 10 years. And then there was a time where we were going to get a divorce. <laughs> Wait, there was a time when you what? We were going to get a divorce. Okay. Oh, what was that like? Okay, this is what happened. Again, with the 10 years, I keep talking about 10 years. About 10 years, okay. we were living in an apartment, nice apartment, you know, on the island. And I said, okay, so when do we get the house? What are you talking about? I said, right. the house, the house. He says, we're not getting a house. And we were living, like I said, in an apartment. And I went, what do you mean? And his family and his people come from an apartment in Brooklyn. And they lived their whole life in, in Brooklyn in an apartment, you know? And I was right. oh my God, we didn't discuss this beforehand. I just right. assumed this is what happens. So, and then I saw some other things, you know, that bothered me. So I was just like, no, that's it, divorce. So then I say, get a lawyer and I file for a divorce and I say, okay, so we're getting a divorce. So maybe you got to find some place to live. He says, I'm not going anywhere. I don't want a divorce. I went, I I had all these things. Like you think, oh, if I say I'm getting a divorce then he would want a divorce and he leaves and you get a divorce, right? So anywhere, smartest thing he ever did. So then I'm like, okay, so time is going by, time's going by. A year goes by and I go, oh my goodness. I don't know. I don't know. We couldn't work out what the heck we were doing. So then I went, I think I want to go to a marriage counselor. I go, but that's so crazy in the middle of a divorce. So I told a psychologist, no, that's actually pretty healthy. Go to the marriage counselor. We go to the marriage counselor. That was so heavy and so tense that I made like a a nice thing. I can always be like very dramatic. Like, okay, so we'll go in and we go into the city and we go to the um, uh, marriage counselor and I go, Mm -hmm. we'll go for latte. You know, so we go <laughs> look forward to, right? Because it's like, right. tension is crazy. So um, marriage counselor says, well, what's the biggest problem? I said, the biggest problem is that I want to get the house and he wants to keep an apartment. She looks at us and says, why don't you get a condo? And this is in the very beginning when they didn't have many condos in New York. And the two of us go like, condo yeah get a condo so like i said there were other little things but the condo once we both thought of that we got a condo and it was great now it was a happy medium 
in that right in that condo for 20 30 years but sandy came along i'm back in an apartment house again but see i'm fine now because i right. that was just something i put in my head that mm -hmm. you're supposed to have if you're married you know right. and there were a lot of things like that you think you're supposed to but you don't even know what you really want unless you you delve into that and find out so that's why i say i believe in going for help you know Right. And I think it's all a learning lesson. Like everything in life, it's a learning lesson. And they say that once you get past the 10 year mark is when you know you're in, in good waters, you know, like the first 10 years, it's chartered waters. But after that, it's, smooth, it's, it's smoother sailing. It's smoother. Cause smoother. I, I used to say, oh, this is this and that's that. I don't say anything. <laughs> coming. You know what I mean? Right. And I just deal with it. And it is work. It really, really is. But I will also tell you this. He's a lot older, and I know some people even see him, because he's even older than me, and they see him as old man or whatever. Like, well, how he feels about me, he'd have to talk himself, and he's not, right now he's out working somewhere. But, uh, thank God we just had a wonderful, hot life from, like I said, the 60s. Sometimes that man will stand in front of me, and I just go, damn. You know, because- You got a good one, you got a keeper. He has like a swagger to him, you know, like, and he'll wear like these Cuban heels, so I'm like, okay, baby, let's go. But like, to say, that's wild. I go, because I know people just see the old man in him, but I still, uh -huh. that's where I go. And I love it, you know? Listen, swag is very important. Swag yeah. is, a, is, a, is a big deal. And we have a question really quickly. Um, Yaz wanted to know, did you ever feel like you wanted to give up and, and continue go, going through with that divorce? Oh, once, once I went through the divorce, no. Okay. But I also know, I, I made it very clear because he also does some, you know, okay, how can I put this? Things with, uh, well, women, women, you know, that, that kind of gets in there a little bit, whatever. So I said, listen, no more. I got no more. I'm not, there's no, there's no more chances. There's no more whatever. So you've just got to be serious now. You know, right. no problems and things can come up, but don't do, the, you know, those kind of areas. If you want to be with me, got to get that straight. Also, somebody said, oh, people are going to think this is so mercenary, but I'm going to say it. Say it. Just on the radio uh, many years ago, because we, we always do shows and we used to drive back and forth and do shows and go back home three o'clock in the morning. She was Dr. Joy or something like this. And she said, if you have problems and something happens in your marriage where you decide, am I going to get a divorce? Am I not going to get a divorce? She said, at that point, you gotta, you gotta figure out what are you gonna do? Like, especially if, you know, the other person did it or whatever. Oh, let's right. just say, what are we gonna do about this? Now, I know I had the condo was in his name. Everything was always in his name. Cause you know, mm -hmm. that's just how I thought of things. And then when um, the cheating or something happened at one point, I went like, I would be totally messed up or whatever, you know, left, what, what? No, this is too crazy. Everything's in his name. So I said, look, if we're going to continue on from here at this point, then mm -hmm. you, you have to, we have to buy a house. And that's when we got the condo. We were in a one uh, bedroom. I said, let's go to a two bedroom and you got to pay for it. And I right. knew money then. We were very hard workers. We had laundromats, all kinds of things. I said, got to pay it for it. And my name has to be on it or both our names. So right. both names are on it and then I never carried any bitterness after that mm -hmm. because I feel solid and I felt like he cared right know? so right. that 
go on from there. And I feel you have to, you can't just say, oh yeah, that, that was horrible. Let's, no, you got to come up with something that's going to give you strength, give him strength, go on, you know? And that's, yeah, just how I see things. Yep. And I think that's important. And that's just maturity. Compromising is, yeah. is, is right. a beautiful thing. I think sometimes um, stubbornness can be a, right. a, a strong sense of false pride. Yeah. And the fact that you two, like the, the therapist um, gave you that suggestion was probably the most brilliant thing. Like she was your angel in disguise. And here you are uh, 40 years in, mm -hmm. in your marriage and, you know, setting your foot down on certain things. And again, it was a different time. Yeah. The 60s and the 70s was free love, you know? Oh, yeah. That just... And a whole lot of other things. And then um, you you had to put your foot down on certain things. And that's where self-love comes in, too. Because a lot of women do not articulate themselves in relationships because the man might be the breadwinner, right. um, or they just feel that they, in order, to, so that because of their own fears of being alone or um, right. caring about what other people have to say, or they don't want to feel like a failure in a marriage, they just deal with it and they're unhappy. Right. And I feel like people have to set the tone for their marriage yes. early on, even I think even within the first 10 years, you, you oh, still yeah. know your partner, right. but if, you know, fast forward to 30 plus years in comparison to that 10th year anniversary, I'm pretty sure there was so much more oh, evolution yeah. uh, within the both of you as a whole. So he knew certain things not to do to you and you not to do to him. So what are some, some tips or advice you would give to um engaged couples um or couples on their seven year mark yes just said that she's been married for seven years not too far from the 10 year mark mm -hmm. but she says sometimes she wants to give up because uh they're complete opposites um what i would say is well if she's not worked on herself okay because i would join uh, women's groups. At one point I was in Al-Anon and I found a lot of times when you start changing to be the person you want to be, mm -hmm. they change. You can't. They do. It's change, but it's, not, it's almost like it's an equation that fills in the blanks. If you move over this way, then they're going to move that way. And you just feel so much better, number one, being around people and talking about what's bothering you, not just right. the person that you grow, you feel better and that actually can change too. I really do feel you should go work on yourself. And I agree. I say work on yourself, even if it's something fun you like doing, just go and be as, as strong as you can of a person. Yeah. And that's 1000% true. And like the last few lives, we touched on that a lot. It's just being okay with yourself because, you know, in the length of your marriage, I, I always would give the analogy that, you know, you have to have a life for yourself. You have to have love for yourself because right. even though, you know, the, the marriage is, is a beautiful learning lesson, no one's going to live forever. Someone's going to go first. Right. And I mean, we don't want to think about those things, but those are realistic. And if you don't, if you didn't take the time throughout all those years to find self or find things that you like to do, hobbies, storytelling, right. you know, mm -hmm. um, you lose yourself. You lose Absolutely. yourself, just like a job. Right. You know, getting up, working 25 years yeah. just because you need a check. Right. And then... I want to add something else that seems sure. old school, but it darn sure works. 
for me. And, and I just, I, I'm so happy with this. Um, when I came up, the man had the role and the woman had the role, right? And then, okay, so there's women's live and feminism and all that, which I really think we need it because we don't need to be anybody's slaves or anything like that. But it's really, I would say, I'm going to put nurturing on the woman right now and a man provider, okay? Let's say that, right? So if mm -hmm. I'm the nurturer, I have to sometimes go out of my way and go, oh, right now, mm -hmm. a tea would be nice for him. Or right now, let me touch his like face over here on the side. Let me tell you something. I'm busy. What? I got a whole lot of things to do. Taking the time to say, let me go touch his face like this. That's mm -hmm. going out of myself and it would not come to me naturally. I have to mm -hmm. make myself do those things. But the payoff is unbelievable. It's just wow. unbelievable, you know? You know, this part, the other person likes this kind of meal or whatever. You go, oh, oh, you know what? Let me go over there and make that. And you make it and you give it to them. And you'll find they do things, you know, for you. It's just, mm -hmm. and I just feel so much better doing that. And I know I got that from my mother because my mother took right. care of her. It's just like, you know, she did a whole lot of stuff. I personally am not doing all of that. But you right. go and what do they say? Fake it till you make it or whatever. I just make myself do things. Right. And I see the payoff, you know? Gentler, mm -hmm. it's kinder, you yeah. know? Yeah. It shows that you care. Right. It shows that you care. Out of, it's definitely out of the way because number one, I'm a very independent woman. I will like, I will like curse you out if it's not right or whatever. But I also have a thing about me where 10 minutes later, and it took a long time for my, um, what you call, husband to get used to this. I'll be like, so what are we doing now? Because mm -hmm. I will dump everything out. Right. And my and Michael would think like, oh, well maybe she's not gonna be talking to me for a month or a, a night or whatever. And I'm not, 10 minutes, I'm good. Right, <laughs> and I think that's important. You gotta get it off. You gotta express yourself. Yes. And I, I don't hold grudges. I speak my mind and then, there it so is. that people are on the same, we're on the same wavelength. We have to be able to allow people to understand where we're coming from. Right. If not, you set the tone on how you allow people to treat you. Yeah. And they may not like it, but at the end of the day, you have every right to express yourself in in the, the best way that you know how. Yeah. Um, I've had to work on my temperament throughout yeah. the years. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm an angry person. Right. I just felt like a lot of times I was often... Um, unheard right. because I have like I'm so nice and I always had like a shy energy to to me right. yeah. so when people would just be dismissive to what I'm saying it would really annoy me so I would just spaz like I'd be like and then they they when I spaz is when they're like oh, okay we're listening now yeah. and I don't I never liked that so I had to build my confidence level in speaking up for myself right. and asserting myself in certain areas and that wasn't always easy, but again, it's the self-work, it's the process, it's the progress. And, right. and like you were saying, okay, in the in the first 10 years, you were doing your own thing, you were having your own life, even within the midst of the marriage, and that's beautiful. And that's what people should do. Don't live wholeheartedly for right. somebody else. Yeah. That's gonna, you're gonna lose yourself. Yeah. And then you have examples where people get married and, you know, because they got pregnant and then 20 years later they realized they had absolutely nothing in common once right. that child goes off to college yeah and i don't ever want to be that you never wanted to be that no one wants to be that no. you know yeah. and it's reinventing the relationship yeah
And it's a beautiful thing. Like I say, when you come together, I love stories. I love to I know. Stories. Uh. <laughs> I love ear stories. So my husband, oh, what happened today? Or what'd you do over there? You know, because he's also a musician, so he'll go play somewhere. And I stopped going to do that because I didn't with him. Because right. I always, you know, I just don't. I'll tell you why. A lot of times women are like that. What do you call that thing? That flirty. Flirty, yeah. And In like, front of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too much so. And I'm not saying I purposely don't go because of that, but it's, it's a factor. Because I don't want to be upset. You know, right. but I, I noticed that. And sometimes what would drive me crazy is not a lot of times, he doesn't even know what's going on. And I'm like, you know, yeah, they're aloof. You know, I'm like, no, I don't need to be getting into this stuff here. So a lot of times, you know, go on your own, come back, tell me the stories and everything. So it's cool. Yeah, I love it. And, and that's the thing, like woman to woman, woman recognize, a, a woman, okay. not a girl. You a know? woman recognizes the tactics that girls play Right. And I've heard stories where NBA player, like the wives of NBA players have to like really check females because a girl will literally walk oh, up yeah. to them and they're together and say, yeah. um, I, I, I want to I come to your hotel room tonight and in front of the wife, loud and blatantly. That's right. And the basketball player is like, I'm with my wife and, and they don't care. And a lot of women who are looking to fulfill voids or fill voids, I'm sorry, in the midst of that, um, have no respect for themselves right. or your relationship. And that's when, you know, depending on your temperament level, that's when chicks get, get handled, yeah. you know? <laughs> and I tell you, and, uh, you know, I'm just going to bring it up in this uh, environment we're living in now, what seems to be lost well, a lot, I wouldn't say the most, but a lot, is respect. Man, just have everybody, just have respect for everybody. And mm -hmm. it's a beautiful world. But like people just thinking, oh, this, I'm gonna do this, da, da, da. no, gotta have respect. respect. You have to have respect, but then it goes back to loving loving your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah, right. So many people don't love themselves. Right. So we go back to square one. Yeah, right back true. To square one. And I really, I really, and what's happening. Everybody wants to call me right now, Denise. I'm trying to have a moment with you. Um, <laughs> um, I hate when that happens because it, right. it interrupted my train of thought. Um, I feel that at the same time that when, when you evolve in your relationship and it's that divinity and that trinity, you have every right to defend your relationship. Oh, yeah. You have every right to check yeah. females. And I know it's uncomfortable, especially dealing with a musician or an athlete, somebody who's always out in the public eye. Um, that's not so easy. But to assert yourself unapologetically, just the way you own yourself unapologetically, like the man's responsibility is to let the women dissipate and go on somewhere and assert that I'm in a marriage, I'm in a relationship. Um, I don't like personally when um, men who are in a relationship, once they get around beautiful women, have a tendency to forget yeah. or not bring it up because they right. like the, the entertaining, they like to the entertain the moment. Yeah. No, don't do that. Because Seriously. the same, when the shoe's on the other foot, I'm the type of person, Denise, that <laughs> if I'm in a relationship and I mean, the finest man wanna come up to me, be like, hey lady, yeah. hey yeah. miss lady. And I will literally, like, you know how um, Joseph fled the Pharaoh's wife? Yeah, yeah Like, yeah. that's me. I'm not even entertaining it because I don't want to get caught up in all that fineness. Like, yeah. I don't. 
So I'd be like, listen, I got a man. Have a nice day. God bless. And I just keep it moving because I don't entertain it. And I just wish that sometimes men, you know, and women, because I mean, it's going on both spectrums, that people as a whole. You got to know where the lines are because we all flirt a little bit, you know? Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's healthy and that's fine and good. But just don't go over that thing. Don't do no. it. No. And that's why I don't even entertain it because you yeah. think you have willpower or you're strong. And I mean, listen, the devil comes in different packages. By the way, that brings up another point. I told you I'm from the 60s, right? Yes, okay. listen, go oh. ahead. And there was one point in our marriage where I'm just, he wasn't there enough for me, okay? Uh -huh. So I was doing, you know, what? well, I was cheating, okay? Right. So at some point I realized, hey, wait a minute, I really like this guy, my husband, but because I'm putting a little over here and a little over there, it's like dissipating and what is this and then it didn't have that real big passion and craziness so i made a conscious decision no that's over that part is gone you right. know that's something i had to come to but early on like you know and i what i did buy into like you know a little bit of free love and all this kind of stuff and everything till i saw i said no this is not long term this moment you know and i love that honesty because again you know all the the desires that we love we love uh, sex, we love food, we love fashion, we love a lot of things and you know there comes a point that you know it's true that eventually you don't like it like when I was in college there was a time when I would go to the club every single Friday and at this point I was mad at God because I had got my first heart, my first heartbreak yeah. in college and I was taught that if you treat people kindly only good will come back to you and when I got my feelings hurt and my heart broken I was like, you lied to me, God, and I don't ever want to talk to you again. <laughs> so I literally, and this is the thing though, because people have an assumption that because if I say I'm, I go to, the, I went to the club every Friday, that I'm doing the most, I'm hooking up with people. Like that wasn't me. I love music. I love good vibes. You know, and I would literally go to the club by myself, and for a whole year I went every Friday. So I'm not as enthused of going to the club now because. I've already experienced the club. Like how much True. dancing and sweating and grinding in the club can you do? Actually. And you know, like that doesn't do it for me anymore. I'll go to a lounge, I'll go to a comedy show, right? you know, rooftop, just to kind of get a nice vibe. But like yes. that whole clubbing scene, yeah. so not me. That was something when we did that, let me tell you. Right. Woo. Yeah. It was good times, good memories. and. You know, and that's the maturity, the evolution of it all. You know, I, I mean, to me, what's romantic is that when my husband does come, you know, taking vacations and having uh, an, infinity, an infinity pool close by or the ocean close by, um, it's the simple things. Simple dinner where you're opposite each other, eating, yeah. each other's eyes, that's great. You know, just- Yes, dinner. because you, you cherish yeah. You cherish the growth. You you become yeah. more accepting of the realities of your relationship. And when people say it's work, I can honestly yeah. see why. Because I put in self-work and that was a lot of work. Right. So it's the same energy in a relationship, but it's worth it. You mm -hmm. know, it's really worth it. Especially when you know you're with the one that you're supposed to be with. Right. If you're not with the one you're supposed to be with, Oh, that's gotta be, yeah, yeah. You know, and as I get older, I always thought we were very different people because we are different people. But the joke is, we're not. 
because right. it turns out the real basics of storytelling, all that, I didn't know that before. Right. I came to see it. Oh, so no wonder we were we were attracted right away. And I have my sister, um, Antoinette, laughing her head off because I told her, well, I told my sisters and brothers maybe two years, three years ago, I don't know, that mm -hmm. I really feel that um, my husband and I are together because of James Brown. <laughs> it's somebody else, but it's two people, but for sure James Brown. And I celebrate James Brown's birthday. Every Wait, year. tell me tell me what happened. May the 13th. Okay, this is a long story, but I'm gonna tell Listen, you. Listen, we got time, Denise, okay. go ahead. All right. I was maybe 11, 12, or 13 years old, and my mother and father had a friend, because they was like social, who lived in St. Albans. I lived in Jamaica, Queens, okay? So their friend lived in St. Albans, and they had a little girl, uh, Vivian, who was around my age, and we would talk and laugh and everything. And when I went to St. Albans, Erica, James Brown lived there. And his house had a big black cape over it. Big, big cape over his house. And I would stand on a, 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 somebody's house, like on their fence, and just lean on that and just stare at this house. Anytime mm. over there and stare at it and just feel like James Brown is in there. Oh, James Brown is in there, right? Okay, so I did that for, you know, so many years and everything, right? And I only put this together recently that this was a thing. So, okay, that's like that and that's what I did. But Michael, who was always a magician, musician. Musician. <laughs> maybe it's, I don't know. But anyway, he got magic. But anyway, he would do things like go to the Apollo and hang out. And he's a white guy. He's, he's always goes where black people are. He just, he doesn't look like color. He he's, got soul, right? I mean, he's the color, but it's not going to stop him. Oh, I'm not going over there. I'm not going over here. He'd go out of his way to do this, right? right? Music and everything, right? So he was hanging out in the Apollo. Because like I said, he's older than me, right? Watching James Brown. Okay. When we went to date, this was in a time where white people really did not dance well. And they did not dance, I'm telling you, okay? So we get on the dance floor, and they would play James Brown music, which would go for a song with about 15 minutes. And right. the only one on the dance floor. Everybody would be just sitting around. Like, oh, that, that's too long to be dancing. I'm not going to be able to pull it off for that long, right? Dance and dance and dance. So that's part of our whole courting system was James Brown. And I just went like, wow, who would even think of something like that? A little girl just so enamored with that and him just thinking it's like the best thing in the world and we end up together. We never talked about it, but it's always with our basis. You know what I mean? Wow. And I tell you one thing, I love James Brown because he knew he was doing that. And I say that. Right. He brought a lot of beauty to this world. He brought, we talk about, you know, people being diverse and mixing with each other and whatnot. He's one of the people that brought that. It was like, all right, he said, I'm black and I'm proud because mm -hmm. you know, black people, we wanted to have an anthem and sing like that, right? right? But it also made white people get up and try to figure out how to dance. And if you ask me what I look around and see now, oh, they can dance, you know? Right. right. So it's like- they, they caught the rhythm. They got, <laughs> they got it, you know? So, <laughs> I love it. Really, really, you know, it's the stories. And, and anybody who gets together with somebody, you gotta have a story. And it's going to be beautiful. And you make those stories as time goes by, you know? It's beautiful. So um, are there any tips uh, or suggestions that you would give to the millennials? 
about uh, dating and relationships in the terms of courting and knowing when to take the relationship to the next level. I'm going to say this. People could say, oh, no, that doesn't work or whatever. I'm going to say, number one, make it real simple. Zero into each other. Zero into eyes. Zero into when you're eating. Be there. That The world moves so fast now. Be with each other. And I really do feel that even though it seems like it's old time, that the roles make sense. Man provider, woman nurturer. I really believe, and I'm just outright say it when you go out on a date pay for the woman okay it just I don't know it just I just also feel like too we come from like cavemen and people like that the men went out and they had to fight to get something so you pay for a meal so you put that there the woman's gonna give you back there are studies that men do they do their best and really do well when there's a woman with them when they're in business in anything so you want that woman there it's not about oh i'm paying for this money and she's not paying anything no i'm doing something i'm doing something you're the man you got that thing there you know you got the testosterone do something and then the woman give and i just see it as very simple you know and i because i notice like a lot of times now people are well this woman is uh, not so good because she expects to be paid for all the time. No, 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 no. Pay for the woman, man. Just pay for the woman. It's a, right. Do the simple things. That's real simple, you know? And then it goes... I think a lot of men are tainted. A lot, a lot of men are tainted because of some of the women who are gold diggers and they just want to be spoiled. The one-sidedness, trying to fill voids I, and thinking that a man is supposed to take care of them. And we're in a different time frame. You should be able to take care of yourself, yes. Yeah. But I know this for sure that when a man is interested in really getting to know you, taking you to taking it to the next level, that he will pursue you, and he will also make sure that you feel that or know that you're the only one in his world, at least for that moment. And that's women too. When you're with that man, make that man feel good. You know, Mm -hmm. just you know. Tell him, you know, what what you like about him. Sometimes it seems like it would be boring, but if it's his eyes, keep talking about his eyes. You know, just just bring him to you, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, giving him some damn good compliments. You know, we're not the only ones who... Like, well, you know you fine. You look good in yeah. that outfit. That still looks great on you. You look so dapper. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Simple. Just real yeah. simple, you know. But I think that it's 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 work because the society moves really fast mm-hmm. so dating and courting just slow it down that's all just slow down yeah. slow it down and, yeah. and, and again i agree with that because we are in an instant world yes yeah. it's a microwavable world we want it right. quick fast and we want it perfect and we want it right away and yeah. that, that goes right back to it so i feel like for me especially in the midst of covid um like not focusing on dating apps, not focusing right. on anything yeah. other than myself, my platform, right. um, my circle of people that we uplift each other and keep each other grounded. And I think that's important because it's always the suddenly in relationships, you weren't looking for your husband and he just showed up, get me? I, oh, but and, I, yeah, I was looking for a man in my head. Right. <laughs> oh. Yes, in your head, but yeah. 
you yeah. weren't like chasing anyone. You weren't doing any of that. No, no. I was dancing. No. <laughs> and can I ask you something? Because somebody said something the other day um, and it made a lot of sense. So for me personally, I do feel like it takes time to get to know someone. And that's why I don't put labels on anything because I don't want to friend zone anyone and I don't want anyone to friend zone me. If we're getting to know each other, we're getting to know each other. But I feel like oftentimes singles say, you know, we got to be friends first. And I understand that part of it, but I also feel like subconsciously that can automatically put you in the friend zone. Right. So if you go into a relationship courting, but also enjoying the, the fact of getting to know one another, um, it makes a difference because I, I don't put, I won't say, oh, that's my brother, that's my friend. I'm, I don't do any of that. I, I take labels off of it because I want to see where it can go. Because if I put that that label out there in their mind, it may automatically box me in, right. and they'll go elsewhere. And I don't do that. I, I don't. I, I just recently started to practice that, maybe within the last year, mm -hmm. just listening more. Yeah. and not speaking because a man will tell you everything you need to know and i want to get married and hopefully pop one out so i'm not gonna box myself in the situation Wait, there is right? a, the thing that it's on it's up to the woman too and i'm just talking because you're a woman if, it, if it's a man it's up to the man whatever right uh, what's the first thing on the first date that i went out with michael <laughs> Um, it's a dance date, of course, right? I looked at that mm -hmm. guy and I said, oh, man, I like this guy. I'm going to marry this guy. And he said to you me. You knew you were going to marry him, you said? Yeah. How did you know? Like, what was I it? In enough guys by that time. And believe me, I was still young, but I, I knew I wanted to be married and I knew I wanted solidness, right? And I right. had seen enough guys that I was just like, no, 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 no. And actually, I not just seen, I had said to God, I don't like this dating thing. Mm -hmm. Got to help me out here, and I gave God a list. Seriously, I said, "I want this, 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 and this," and He showed up fitting that list. But when we went out on the first date, because I, I met him in the other guy's house, right? And what mm -hmm. happened was I had to go back to Queens, and he lived in Queens, and we were in Manhattan in Larry Hollis house. So mm -hmm. he says he makes an announcement, "I'm going to Queens. Anybody going?" So me and this other girl said we were going, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, yeah." Got in the car, and. Um, he dropped me off at his house and then I still had to make it to my house. And I was like, oh, that's messed up. But anyway, I got right. <laughs> and I said, oh, all right. And then as I was getting out of the car, he's like, well, give me your phone number. And he asked the other girl for her phone number too. I don't, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I think maybe he did. But I gave him my phone number, right? He called me for a date. I was like, no, no, that's okay. So I was going out with Larry Hall, right? So he goes, no, 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 that's okay. Um, then he called again. And I was like, no, no, that's okay. Then he called the third time. And I go, all right, okay, all right, I'll go out with you. Meet me at Larry Hollow's house. This right. was crazy, okay? So I go into Larry Hollow's house, who also, by the way, I'm just gonna say, because it was what was going on, had a live-in girlfriend, okay? Mm -hmm. So she answers the door, and I'm like, what's she doing here? But anyway, and I had on like a caveman outfit. The front of it was like fur, it was beyond mini. It was real, real short. The sides were open and just tied, right? She says to me, you can't go on a date like that. And I go, Iris, why not? She goes, no, you can't go. She gives me one of her dresses, which was a yellow satin dress, spaghetti stripes. Gorgeous. I put this thing on. He shows up in a white Nehru suit with silver beads, Michael. 
and I just go, uh oh, because you know I like clothing and stuff, and I go, mm -hmm. looking good. We go there, we start dancing, and I go, oh man, I really, really like this guy. So we're dancing and everything. He says to me, you know, I'm not, I can't be serious. I just broke up with some girl, and I gotta be like, you know, free. He hasn't ever told me this, right? So knowing that I'm gonna marry this guy, I really knew that on the first real date, right? I went, who oh, me? I'm like Lucy Goosey. I don't do no mess like that. That's right. I was smitten. I wanted him. Just hung in there, and then I that's we were together. Yeah. But and I, I I love that honesty because um, you know, and I know you've you've been through a lot in the 40 years, but I will say this. I realized more than ever before, we always talk about not settling. Yes. But no one's perfect. Right. But there's also a notion, like that inkling, that intuition within you that's like, this is this is the one, you know, that's yeah. your husband, that's your wife. Yeah. And recognizing that, honoring yeah. that. Right. And then in the midst of all of that, just really taking in the 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 elements of recognizing that to a degree, even though you're with the one, yeah. to a degree, you're settling because there are faults that only you, there are faults within Michael that only you would be able to handle and faults within you that Michael would right. be able exactly. to handle. Yeah. And I mean, just for the sake of words, you know, but there is truth to that. But if we focus on knowing that we are with the one yeah. and recognizing that they're not perfect, oh, there are going to ultimately right. be red signs and all of that kind of stuff. But and, it's and, the personal evolution within yourself and the relationship that differentiates the M Michelle and Obama's versus, I, I say Kim and Kanye, you know, there's a differentiation in standard right. and Kim can handle Kanye and Kanye can handle Kim. Right. But Michelle was the only one who could handle Barack and vice versa. Right. And we have to be honest about it and stop putting all these um, uh, delusional pressures on exactly. wanting a rela uh, perfect relationship. It's not, right. not going to happen. No, that doesn't exist. Because people yeah. are perfect. So, you know, it's does a person fit? Does right. fit? And because a lot of people will tell you too. Oh, everybody! If you if you if I ran into anybody from those time now, they almost faint. They, mm -hmm. We would be the two you would say could never be together because people right. are so different. But yet we are exactly for each other. Exactly, right. it's like a right. puzzle that fits in. But they couldn't see it. Mm -hmm. You know, right? <laughs> it's beautiful. So as we wrap up, Denise, is there anything? Any ad additional uh, love wisdom, marriage uh, wisdom, any kind of wisdom and relationships and tips that you want to share with the people before we end our lives? Just that love is first cause. You know, cause, effect. You love first, love comes to you. Don't sit waiting for love. Start giving love. It's cause, effect. That was deep. <laughs> That was deep. And I just want to let you know, follow Denise on her Instagram page. I'm going to put it in the, her tag in the post. Uh, she has these Bible stories that I love. And they're so nostalgic because when I was a kid, I really loved to go to Sunday school and listen to all the stories about the Bible. I don't know. They just did something for me. So trust me when I tell you, like, I love watching them. 
because it just brings me back to that place of like, you know, singing all your your all the what is it, the Christian songs, you know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it just does something for me, and it really touches me that you are touching lives in a beautiful way and allowing God to use you in in that manner. So thank you so much for joining. And I hope you all get all the infinite wisdom from a woman who's been married for 40 years on just how to be the best you that you can be in your relationship and know that it's a two-way street and it's not one-sided. So Denise, thank you so much. I love you. And tune in next time, beautiful people, for another single Saturdays. Have an amazing weekend. So long. Bye. (laughs)